This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Listen to Roosting on Free FM, RFM, and MP. Uh, as always, I'm Grady, and live on Skype, we got Josh. Hey! Uh, last week, I promised you the results from Survivor Series War Games, and now it is time to deliver. Uh, let's just talk about the opening matchup. It was the Women's War Games match. It was Team Balear, consisting of Bianca Balear, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Mia Yim, and Becky Lynch, taking on the team of Team Damage Control, featuring Bailey, Dakota Kai, Io Sky, Nikki Cross, and Rhea Ripley. Yeah, um... When they announced it on SmackDown, Becky Lynch was part of the um, of Team Bel Air. I am sorry, but Dakota Kai's chances of winning just went went to zero. Drastic go down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was um, always going to be the case, right? Like we we tossed around who that fifth person was going to be. Personally, I, I thought we might leave it as a surprise for Survivor Series itself. But yeah, as soon as Becky Lynch was announced, you're like, all right, that's game. Pack it yep. up, boys. Yeah. I mean, it was a good match. Um, there was a lot of nice spots. Um, but yeah, it was basically a formality. What's Becky Lynch? And I do like that Bianca started the match mm. for her team. Yeah, I think there was a bit of a... Uh, contrast there, right? Because Bianca started the team, started the match for her team, and Bailey, you know, sent in all of her cronies first. Um, and yeah, it was, she knew that she could go. She didn't try and rely on her other teammates, and she went the entire 40 minutes. Yep. And then we got the moments we were looking for as well. Asuka and Io Sakai. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was fun. Um, anything Nikki Cross did. <laughs> Pretty much. There was a lot um, of uh, bat poop crazy things that she was doing. Yeah. Including climbing on top of the starting cage to begin with. Yeah. When you're supposed to go in it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just a uh, it was just a fun match. Was it a great match? No. But it was fun. Yeah, I think that's the thing, right? With war games, it's really hard to have a great match. Um we talked about it a lot last week where you're sitting around for 20 minutes waiting for everybody to come in um, before the match can actually begin. I think the men's match did really well with the storytelling uh, in that time, which we'll get to. Um, but it, it is really hard to, to pull something great out of this. And um, the woman in this match did amazing. I, I I agree with you. I think this was a really good match. Um it set up a few of our feuds going forward. It seems as though uh, Becky Lynch is heading after damage control next, actually. Yeah, we'll have to see how everything exactly plays out. But um, it definitely showcased the overall talent of Raw. Mm. Um, 
which I guess we'll get to later when we talk about the SmackDown <laughs> Women's Championship. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm looking at Raw and I'm looking at what's happened, you know, since Survivor Series. Obviously, we've seen the Raw after. We haven't seen the SmackDown after. Um, and on the Raw after, uh, Bailey Becky, along with some injured cronies and Kai and Sky, uh, do go off to have their brawl through the merch stand. Um, and it does seem as though, you know, Becky Bailey might be the way forward for that. Um, I just don't know what we're going to do. You know, Damage Control haven't, uh, picked up a whole lot of wins. Kai and Sky obviously won the titles twice, but, uh, did lose them between that. But not a lot of, uh, high profile wins for Bailey since her return. And not many in her future if she's going up against Becky. Yeah, I'm a little, um, little concerned on that part because this whole faction sounded great on paper, <laughs> but it has been pre-Dominic joining the group Judgment Day <laughs> in in um in action. That is rough. I'm trying to skim back and going like since Bailey's return, has she actually won a whole lot of matches? It looks like there's a few, uh, but not a whole lot. Yeah. Um I feel like they did drop the ball a bit because it felt like the whole point of this group was to get Bailey the title. Mm. And they even in the best situations for them, no rules. They still were unable to get the job done against our seemingly superhuman champion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it looks like Bailey's had about seven wins uh, since returning, and none of them really high-profile. Clash at the Castle, the six-person tag, is probably the closest one, um, and that was dirty finish with Cross coming in. Uh, so yeah, it's it's been really rough. I just don't know where we want to go with this team. Um, Obviously, Kai and Sky still have the belts, but what's the point if we're not uh, we're not doing anything? As you say, I guess Judgment Day uh, pre Dominic, where everybody's just sort of existing, and they're really good competitors, and uh, they make a great team or a great faction, but just something ain't there, something ain't clicking. Yeah, I guess we'll have to continue watching. Maybe it's a plan to get to WrestleMania. But it seems like they've really dropped the ball on this group. Mm. Well, if we're talking about Judgment Day, let's go into the next match. Uh, almost 20 minutes, Finn Balor, AJ Styles. Uh, I'd say mano y mano, but it was close to mano y mano. Yeah, it was a fantastic match. Phenomenal, even. <laughs> uh, um, you had to. Yeah. Um, but it was what we expected. It was what we expected between these two because they're two of the best in the business. Yeah, it was, yeah, as you say, number one, number two. Um, they've had a history with each other for a really long time. They've put on great matches. They have a storyline that is uh, super intertwined. Um, you know, we're not going to, uh, or WWE is definitely not going to touch on a whole lot of it. They can, they can talk about it. They can't necessarily show it, but... Yeah, this this OC Judgment Day piece has been pretty good. Um, I kind of do hope this is the end of it. 
you say Mark? is we go over on Roar and they have an eight-person tag match. Yeah. Um, which Judgment Day won. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it's a lot of confusion, but it definitely feels like we have to get past this. Mm-hmm. Um, Judgment Day has been pretty good since Dominic joined, but it has been the same thing over and over and over again. Just replacing Edge with AJ Styles. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't have a, a huge amount. I agree that it needs to come to an end. Um, I think the Rumble would be a great time to reset the likes of AJ, Finn, etc. Um, and hey, if this is how we get there, then this is how we get there. But with the eight man or the eight person tag team match on Raw, I do worry that we are going to continue it at least for a couple more weeks. Uh, you know, it didn't, uh, it didn't scream finite match to me. Uh, who knows? It's again, it's another situation where it's just like, I hope it doesn't go much longer if it's going to go much longer. Yeah. A li- little bit it longer. Does, it does feel like. Something's going to come to head at the Rumble as maybe a final stand type thing between them. And then maybe we get them to splinter off and maybe we'll finally start the road to Dominic versus Ray. <laughs> Eventually. One day. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, they even had a segment where they uh, showed up at Domin- at Ray's house and beat the crap out of him in front of his kids. <laughs> they did definitely make it... Uh... Make it obvious uh, that there's got to be something there. You know, Rey Mysterio ran off to the other brand so he didn't have to deal with it. But it's it's still coming to a head. You can't avoid it. Yeah, it's eventual. And I, I do like that, the slow building to it. And it being that whole, I don't want to do this. I don't want to fight my son thing. Um, and that it's, and I think it has to happen at WrestleMania. I think that's the biggest stage that it can be on, and it could potentially, if they can train Dominic a little bit better with the mic and stuff, it could be a passing of the torch. Mm. Yeah, and sometimes it was hard to tell, I guess, um, how much of the I don't want to fight my son was a storyline, and how much of the I don't want to fight my son is back uh, behind the scenes chat. Um, But that's where the money is. That's where the money is. What the fans actually want to see. Yeah. You got the perfect setup for it. Execute. Uh, this this next one is going to be rough. The WWE SmackDown Women's Championship, a singles match between champion Ronda Rousey with Shayna Baszler by her side, going up against Shotzi for 7 minutes and 15 seconds. This was not a good match. You know, usually um, we give most matches the benefit of the doubt. We'll come on the show and be like, oh, this was an all right match. I, we can't do that this time. No. And honestly, I blame Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Um, I think Shotsky did the best she could under the circumstances. But Ronda is an attraction. I get it. Um, There's not a, a company in the world that would not use her yeah um but she is very limited in the ring and unfortunately she she requires somebody 
phenomenal to carry her to a good match. Because if we think about to all of Ronda's matches, how many have we said that were really, really good? Probably count them on a, one hand. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those have to deal with including Charlotte Flair uh, in some form or fashion. I think the one that was we said was a, a fairly good match was her match with Raquel Gonzalo, Raquel, a few uh, a couple months back. True. Um, honestly, this this was more about I think the buddy buddiness of Shayna and Ronda. Shachi, I think, had a good showing as far as the story that they wanted to tell, but uh, it was definitely all about Rhonda and Shayna. And we, I think we all know that eventually that's going to fall apart. But the question will be, will that result in Shayna actually getting a singles run? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, Ronda Rousey, since coming back and, and everything, I don't know, there's just something missing. And um, if she was coming out and putting on banger after banger, then, you know, we'd we'd want her to keep coming back. But when the matches are this rough, it's just kind of hard to to want to see her come around all the time. And when she's got the belt, that means, you know, that's that was the one match that the SmackDown Women's Division got on this pay-per-view. Um and that was it. One of two matches that the woman got in general. Um, the other one being the War Games match. Um, Which had the Raw Women's Championship tied up in it. Yeah. And the Tag Team Championship tied yeah. up in it. <laughs> All the other belts. So, yeah. Um, um, there's there's storylines that you can have without the belts, obviously, that will introduce you into pay-per-view fe- level feuds and um, have this and have that. But... <sighs> It's it's tough to sit here and support Ronda Rousey holding the title if this is the caliber of match that we're going to end up getting. Um, and so I just, I really hope either, you know, she picks up her game. We've seen her put on good matches, as you say, usually with great opponents, but um, the chemistry just clearly wasn't here with these two. Uh, either, you know, it, it's it seems so like generic internet fan to say it, but like pick up your game or head out. Um you know, we're seeing the likes of Logan Paul come through, who uh, is a special attraction, brings a big fan base, but brings it every time he's in the ring. And I can't believe I just said that that guy was good in the ring. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's not enough to just Pat be McAfee a name. as well. That's true. It, it's not good enough to just be a name. You know, you, you got to be a name and you got to. And I think the big difference between a lot of other people that have come on before and the likes of Logan and the likes of Pat was that Logan and Pat care. And I'd put bad bunny into that as well for a little bit. They care. They wanted to be there. They were dedicated to their training and to making sure the match they put on was great. Cause they didn't want to be remembered for by being like, you know, the celebrity that baffled it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the ultimate thing. I think that's the difference between Logan and Rhonda. Rhonda doesn't care. She's picking up a paycheck. She is the equivalent to 2004 Brock Lesnar. Oh, if the only difference is Brock Lesnar actually had had the ability to put on great matches without even caring. 
Yeah, Brock could just sort of walk in and put on a decent one. Unless you're in the, unless he was in the ring with Goldberg, but that's Goldberg's limitations kind of limit that. Um, but it is what I think it is. Just a case of it is what it is, and I hope they build to the Shayna Baszler Ronda Rousey storyline, maybe through the Rumble, maybe have Shayna actually win the dang thing, and her faking out that she's going to go after Belair or whoever the Raw champion is at that point. Probably be Al Belair. <laughs> um, and then signing to challenge Ronda. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I, you know, Ronda Shayna, let's go. Again, similar to Ray Dominic, that's where the money is, man. Uh, I looked at the time code and I'm like, oh, we better go into song. Because um, we've only got, you know, 10 minutes left. Uh, so we're going to head into our entrance theme of the week. It is that of Sami Zayn. Absolutely no spoilers for the main event match of the pay-per-view, obviously. But uh, yeah, let's see uh, or let's hear what Sami Zayn's theme sounds like. Round one, three FM, RFM, and MPR. We got two more matches left on Survivor Series to talk about. Let's talk about United States Championship. It was Seth Rollins defending in a triple threat match against Bobby Lashley and Austin Theory. All right, this was the best match of the night. Uh, these three absolutely tore the house down. Mm-hmm. I I would have enjoyed watching another twenty minutes of the match. Um, I, I feel like Seth can go with anybody and go any length of time. Bobby Lashley, I think, is perfect for being the power role in a triple threat. Um, he's a phenomenal athlete. And then Austin Theory is the young gun that just wants to prove himself. And he brought it just as well as any of the other two did. Um, and then the... Def- the fact that they put the ti- did put the title on Austin Theory was um, a little surprising, but hey, it's part of the reboot of Austin Theory. Yeah, it was, especially after, you know, failing the Money in the Bank cash in, there were question marks, you know, do we have to rebuild him from the ground up? Does he just have to change his attitude a little bit? And he comes into this, you know, showing a, a different side of Theory and um, almost younger Seth Rollins kind of opportunistic 
you know, younger Seth Rollins also just being younger Edge, um, that sort of opportunistic heel, uh, who's willing to put in the effort, have a, have a great match, have a lot of offense, uh, but also knows when to, to sneak out a win. And in this case, it netted him the U S championship, which is a pretty good one for him. Yeah. Um, it was, I think it was a phenomenal chain of events at the end of the match. Mm -hmm. Um, you had Rollins trying his signature move because he's never won the match with it. It's not a finisher. Um, and then, as that's happening, Lashley hits a spear, but the the rotation and everything causes Theory, who was on top of uh, Rollins in, for the uh, Falcon Arrow position, to fall directly on top of him and get the pin. I mean, that that's, like, just amazing. And, I mean, they did so many things in the match that was so much, just so much fun for the match. I... I would absolutely have paid to see them go an hour draw, yeah. and I wouldn't have cared. Um, these these three are phenomenal talents. Seth Rollins is one C because <laughs> because we have Drew McIntyre and we <laughs> has one B, so we gotta have one C then because technically he's on the same level as as McIntyre, and if Roman didn't exist, he probably would be the top guy. Yeah, it feels like we're getting a lot more talent pushing up into that S tier, into that A tier level, um, position, right? We've, we're not just, uh, bottom heavy where you got like your one S tier with Roman and then a bunch of A, or like two or three A's and then a bunch of B's. We've got a lot of S tier talent sitting at the top with a lot of A tier talent right behind them willing to have a go. Um, and whether that's because we've only had one world championship and that's meant that people have had feuds outside of the title that have built them up, um, or whether that's because the mid-card titles are being taken pretty seriously, you know, with Seth Rollins holding it, we were just talking about how he's in the same echelon as Roman Reigns, and then he's holding the US title, so that's obviously going to get more prestigious and people are going to want to fight for that one. Um it's yeah overall from a talent pool perspective everything's looking pretty pretty solid at the moment yeah um and austin theory is developing into being the guy in the future mm -hmm. and a lot of people saw the cash in as the, like them burying him keeping him down punishing him for being a vince guy and yet everything about the story said they were building him up the the fact he is he gave a logical reason why he cashed in on the US title. Yeah. He tried twice on the world championship. Didn't work out. And yeah, and he got knocked out both times. And then he, and he also realized even if he didn't get knocked out by them, the bloodline would have stopped him. And it would have been something for him to cash in on the guy that's considered having the greatest cash in of all time. <laughs> that's true. And winning. So, and then, and I think it also, in a way, it allowed him to hit reset on his character. And we're starting to get pieces of what the next character is going to be. And having him with the U.S. title is going to give him more TV time to develop who he is. And I think this is going to be the moment we're going to look back in 10 years and say, 
that was the moment they made Austin Theory the guy in training. Well, I'd love to sit here and inflate Austin Theory's ego a little bit more, but we do only have like three or four minutes left in the show and we haven't even talked about the men's war games match. So we're going to have to do a quick TLDR on this one and come back to it next week. But don't worry, this feud is going to continue to evolve this bloodline and uh, Brutes plus McIntyre plus Owens. It's it's not over for a lot of the combinations there, but I'll uh, I'll let you get your gloat in here quickly after I mention that it is the men's war games match with the bloodline. Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Solo Sokoa, and the Usos took on the brawling Brutes, Sheamus, Ridge Holland, Butch, and Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens. It was a great match. It was a pretty good match for a uh, war games match. Um, I think it was, as you said earlier, it was the intertwining stories. It was the overall storytelling of the match that, um, I think took a, uh, that made it better than a normal one. And yeah, and it ended with Sami Zayn achieving the win for the team. Mm -hmm. Um, and seemingly being fully accepted by all members of the bloodline, <laughs> not just Roman. Yeah. Yeah, we had a, a few moments here, obviously Jey Uso being down in the numbers advantage, and instead of Jimmy going, Sami Zayn being sent in to save him. Uh, Solo Sokoa just looking like a beast the entire way through. Sheamus reminding everyone why he's at that top tier. Uh, banger of a match overall. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn story told in those last five minutes of the match uh you know sammy deciding between his best friend and his new family and uh ultimately choosing the bloodline as you say leading to the win hugs all around everybody all happy and uh well mostly everybody all happy kevin owens ain't happy no um but i will say this it was a fun uh callback uh Back to their independent days mm. when they, because they, again, they used to be a tag team back then too. And Kevin Steen betrayed El Generico and gave him a low blow. <laughs> so it was a fun turnaround uh, for Sami Zayn to low blow Kevin Owens. Um, and uh, there were so many moments in the match, so many, that was, was phenomenal in storytelling. Uh, Any time that Sammy was able to save Jay from from an attack or something. Mm -hmm. um, yes, yeah, so is the just looking like a monster at times. Uh, it, it was it was the perfect storm. It was the right team won, basically, because the entire story has revolved around the bloodline. And if you are going to make him a full fledged member before the eventual part break, <laughs> you have Sammy win this match for him. It would be fun to see Sammy actually win the Rumble. Personally, I think I would have a dual win. I have Cody and Sammy eliminate each other, and it resulted in, in both of them winning, and having them both challenge Roman. Sure. Why not? But again, I am going to have to cut you off. We will be talking more about this Bloodline storyline and the fallout of this match next week as we return. But we are all out of time for this week. It's been great talking to you. 
Maybe. You can visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash wrestling R&D up, or our Twitter page, twitter.com forward slash wrestling R&D up, or our YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash wrestling R&D up, and we will catch you next week. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.